BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi guys and welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. That's me. I'm Peyton Sarton. What's up? So I'm recording this intro after I recorded the interview with my friend Alex, which we'll get to in a second, but it is Monday currently. The podcast is actually going to go up um, at midnight, so like in a few hours. I have been struggling today, my friends. So I stayed in on Friday night and didn't do anything social uh, because I knew that Saturday and Sunday were going to be like some pretty wild days. So on Saturday this weekend, um, I went over to my friend Claudia's house. If you guys have not listened to Claudia's episodes, you should because I fucking love her. And we went over there and hung out. Uh, Joe, my boyfriend, was playing in a game on Saturday. He is a pitcher, so he's pitching. For those of you who do not know, if you're here, you probably already knew that. Uh, So he had a game. I just went and watched it over at Claudia's house. We had some people over. We had a nice little, like, food spread going on. Lots of drinks, lots of shots, and standard Claudia fashion getting me so fucked up. So we went out on Saturday night. I woke up the next morning on top of my covers again with my fucking makeup on again. I don't know what is going on with me. I also like, I'm not like blacking out. So like I remember everything and I just, I, I feel myself getting exhausted, like so tired while I'm out now. And then I just basically come home and crash. So I, I see myself out pretty early, which is, I'm actually pretty proud of because generally like the me that has existed up until like the last three weeks never knew when to take herself home. Like I was just out all the time, all night, like a psychopath. So now at least I am coming home and going to sleep early, honestly, but also like, I don't know why I'm so freaking tired all the time. I'm exhausted. So anyways, I woke up again on top of my covers, clothes strewn about with my makeup on. So woke up on Sunday like that. I got some work done on Sunday and then uh, just like laid around the house and moped and felt sorry for myself because I was hungover. And then I had my friends from Texas in town. My friend Tessa and her fiance uh, were in town. So we got together. We had like a full like dinner. Uh, We went to Mr. Chow, which is amazing. And then we did 
a moment at Delilah, which is like kind of, for those of you who don't know, like a jazz type bar club kind of thing, lounge, if you will. Um, and then we went to like a full on club. And by the time we were at the club, my memory is a little spotty. Uh, but again, standard me this morning woke up on top of my fucking comforter with all my makeup on. I don't understand how this continues to happen to me. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't get it. Today I felt doubly sorry for myself and I've just been moping around, laying around. I went on a full shopping spree on Revolve and on Zara. Uh, I spent a fuck ton of money. I'm very excited to share these outfits with y'all because I'm trying to build myself a closet that I love. So while I was going on a shopping spree, Oksana was here, my assistant, Poshmarking. She was on a Poshmarking spree, okay? So if any of you guys want to shop anything you've seen me wearing on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, go check out my Poshmark. I also made it a thing where you can get like more of a discount if you bundle like three or more items and everything is very heavily discounted. Mostly everything is either new with tags or has been worn one time. So go on there, have yourself a little shopping spree so you can fund my shopping spree. <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. So yeah, I did that and I'm really excited to get all those clothes in because I, I just like really like the outfits that I've been buying lately and it makes me feel like good to get up and get dressed and like love the things in your closet. And I don't know why like that's such a foreign concept to me. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, isn't it weird? Like you, you will buy clothes, but you're not like buying the shit that you really want to buy. And so when it gets, comes time to get dressed, you're like not that pumped on it at all. But now I'm just like buying all the shit that I really, really, really like and saying fuck it and just living my life. And I'm going to be the most stylish gal in the world. So that's my new uh, life update. <laughs> what else can I update you all on? Oh, my family is coming in town this week. Uh, my mom, dad, and my little brother, Brooks, are coming in town. My little sister uh, works like all the time, so she's not coming with her husband. Uh, but I will be trying to show them around LA this week. My family does this fun thing where they don't plan anything ever. So they actually told me they were coming in town for the first time in three years, mind you, um, like two days ago. They're like, hey, we're doing a quick trip. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're landing tomorrow and they have no idea where they're staying still. So it's very difficult because I live life on a very intense schedule, mostly because like I have Oksana working for me. I have managers. I have brands I work with. I have to like share a schedule with all of these people so we can all stay on top of things. And now I'm like responsible for someone else's uh, income. <laughs> so I kind of have to like stay organized. So my family's coming in town. They're like, hey, can you, you want to hang out with us uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Do you have any time? I'm like, bitch, no. <laughs> what? I've been trying to... I've had this week planned out for three weeks now. I'm, I'm four weeks ahead in scheduling. So I'm going to have to pencil out some time, carve out some time, I guess, for my family. I would like to take them to some nice LA style restaurants, but of course everything is booked this week because people plan their casual lunches here in LA further in advance that my family plans an entire vacation. Like, they're literally the type to be like, hey, Peyton, we're going to go to Puerto Rico next week. You want to go on vacation with us? I'm like, what? <laughs> Give me two weeks notice, dude. So I'll be trying to work them into my very busy schedule. Uh, they haven't been to L.A. in a really long time. So I guess this is them kind of showing me that they love me, question mark. 
Um, so I'm going to have to work them into my schedule, those fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm like, why would you do this? Why can't you just be a little bit organized? You know, that'd be great. So that's what I'm dealing with this week. But let's move on to the topic of the episode today. So I'm sitting down with my friend, Alex Georgie. She's a fucking boss, like literally. <laughs> she is a CEO and founder of Bloggers Who Brunch, which is an experiential marketing company. Uh, I have done a lot of work with Bloggers Who Brunch, and I have been lucky enough to go on a couple trips with them now. Uh, one quite a while ago to Napa, that was like more like a day trip. Um, and then one more recently to Vegas, which I very much documented on my stories and stuff on Instagram, if you guys remember that trip. Um, I absolutely love Alex. She just has her shit together. Uh, she works so hard and she's just really good at what she does. And I love to like watch and cheer her on from the sidelines. It's been really amazing to have, uh, such a great friendship with her and to watch her grow and build her company and just really take advantage of all the opportunities that she, uh, sees and make the most of everything. Um, she's just so fucking smart so on it. Um, and I think that I always have a lot to learn from her and I wanted to bring that to you guys as well. So without further ado, let's get into this discussion with Alex. I will leave all of her socials and everything like that in the show notes as well as my own. And yeah, that's it. So let's get into this talk with Alex. All right. So I'm sitting here with Alex. Hi guys. In the worm lair. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard it called the worm lair, but I, this I couch is the worm lair. Yes. Because Joe calls me worm, and now this is the worm lair. It also looks like a worm. It does look like it a worm. It also looks like a ball sack. <laughs> Claudia calls it the ball sack couch. Ball sack. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it needs to be cleaned as well. <laughs> okay, so I'm sitting here with Alex. We went to a little mini brunch before this, and we've been talking shit for an hour and a half. <laughs> we were catching up. We haven't, like, had yeah. a good session in, in a while. We so haven't, we like, ha- we when it. I say talking shit, mostly about ourselves to each other, <laughs> directly about our own That's self. why I love us, though. Yeah. And we're, we're getting really real over here. <laughs> um, but I wanted to have Alex on because Alex built a company called Bloggers Who Brunch, uh, and I have been around, luckily for me. By the way, if y'all hear sirens in the background, sorry. <laughs> this is downtown life. Downtown. It will pick up uh, on the... Um, mics, but anyways, um, Alex built bloggers who brunch kind of like in front of my very eyes. And I want to explain to y'all how she did that, because I think it's really interesting to watch someone who kind of thought her company was going to be one thing. And then it, she just kind of went, you know, with life and rolled with the punches. And now it's a completely different thing and much bigger than you ever had imagined. Yeah, I would assume. So, okay. The first time I ever met Alex, we met via Instagram now that we think about it, we yeah. actually don't even remember, but I think I, maybe I slid in your DMS. I don't know. One it was of us something. something. I knew what blogger street brunch was before because I was a, I had just probably moved to LA. I probably had less than 10,000 followers on Instagram, meaning I wasn't really making income on right. Instagram at that point. Um, I think I actually hit Insta- 10,000 followers when I moved to LA. So I must've been like a little bit ahead of that. And I knew bloggers who brunch because all these bigger bloggers that you had known or are friends with mm-hmm. were going to these blogger who brunch thing. And yeah. it started as like kind of a brunch, just a simple brunch. Yeah. And I knew what it was. And then we started talking on Instagram and we went to coffee and she kind of explained everything at that point. You can kind of take it away and like 
just go from there. Like we're used, we're starting it a little bit and then like to what it's grown into. Yeah. So that you, we started hanging out and talking like really early on, like you said. So I think at that point I maybe had like three brunches. Mm -hmm. And when I first started it, I want like was an aspiring blogger and I was like, Oh, I really wish there was like a space or a platform to like meet other influencers and network and, you know, just like see these people in real life. So at the time I had just broken my collarbone shattered okay. it so I was on bed rest for three months so and that time yeah I had time so like I always mention that part of the story because it's such a pivotal moment in my life like I feel like if I didn't slow down yes and have the time to just like think about like what I wanted to do that it wouldn't have happened so I thought about it and I was like okay like if I'm gonna do this like I need a name so I thought of bloggers who brunch because bloggers are always brunching um and so yeah and at the time I had literally like negative two dollars in my bank account I was so broke I had no car like nothing and I made my logo on like pics art or something I remember we talked about that yeah Yeah. like I everything was on a whim like honestly today if I were to do this again I would do it so different and probably would take a lot more time yeah but at the time I had nothing to lose so I was like I'm just gonna dive head first and like just well you also didn't really know what you were getting yourself into Mm -hmm. yet like you just you were just doing your best. Yeah, exactly. Like I just had an idea and I was like, I'm just going to go with it. Like mm-hmm. no plans, no vision. Like, let's just do it. So I did that. And then I planned my first brunch. It was at Gracias Madre. And I wanted to have like a guest speaker, like a big influencer. So I cold emailed because at the time I didn't know anybody really. Like yeah. I didn't have any like big influencer friends. Okay. So also, by the way, whenever I first was seeing Bloggers Brunch, it seemed like you really did. So that just shows the power of the cold email. Oh, absolutely. Wild. Yeah. I thought those were like your best friends. I oh, like, this I know. Girl's cool. Like she has this thing. This are her best friends are all going. I know. Okay, I know. You, it, it's. I I definitely see that. But yeah, I just cold emailed a bunch of influencers, but I definitely like tailored the email to each person. It wasn't like a spammy, like, hey, babe. Yeah, yeah. You're really good at that. Yeah, it was like, hey, like whoever it was, um, I love this about you. I admire this. Would love if you could be a part of this event. Um, so my first guest speaker was Natasha Oakley from a bikini a day. Yeah. Monday swim. When and that's when they were like in their fucking oh, prime. prime. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's why when she answered, I was like shook. I was like, yeah, excuse me. No like, way. Yeah, yeah. 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 I um, remember a bikini a day. Cause that's why when I started learning about Instagram, mm-hmm. honestly, and doing for love and lemons, their whole Instagram. Yeah. And I learned about them through that. Yeah. They were and like, they one were of, huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. They were like one of the first to do it. I feel like, mm-hmm. like they were kind of like, and a it was Kiara such a good, Ami. good, um, like idea that they had. It was a bikini a day. For those of you who don't know, it was their Instagram was literally a bikini a day. It was these two girls who had like, I don't want to call them normal bodies cause they're, they look like models, like kind of unrealistic body types, but they weren't like Twigs. 11 feet tall and yeah. super twig. Like they definitely have like, they're more voluptuous, more athletic looking, um, a little more realistic than your standard supermodel for sure. Yeah. Um, and they would just post every single day in a new bikini mm-hmm. and there was two of them. So they covered a lot of ground that way. It's like, it was such an interesting concept. So simple, but it like, I always forget about that account. That was such a good one. Yeah, it was yeah. so good. And now they own like Monday Swimwear. Yeah. And they got their own stuff going on. So, um, yeah. So she answered and she agreed to do it. And I was just like, okay. why? But thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. So. And how long ago was this? Let's note that. Five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then she brought Devin, obviously, because that's like mm-hmm. her partner in crime. And then I, Helen Owen went to, so like, I didn't know her at the time, but like we both mm-hmm. went to UCLA, like around the same time. Yeah. So I connected with her on that level. 
Um, and I think because of that, she was like, sure, like I'll come because I invited yeah. her. Yeah, and she was huge at that she point was huge too. too. Yeah, yeah. She's still, they're they're all still huge, but now I feel like it's more saturated with a lot of exactly. people who were huge. Like these people were it. Yeah, I think that's ago. a good point. It's like at the time it wasn't as saturated, yeah. so it was like you were it, and there was nobody else. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas now I feel like you're it, but there's like a hundred other, other it people. Girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Helen Owen came, Devin Brugman came, yeah, like, yeah. Natasha Oakley came, and then all of my other like micro influencer mm-hmm. friends um, bought a ticket. Okay. To attend the brunch, so. I had my brunch. Mm-hmm. They all, all those three, the three girls, Natasha, Devin, and Helen, organically posted like three, four times on Instagram. Okay. And at the time, there wasn't stories. So it was like on the feed. On feed, yeah. And they all organically posted that. And like that, I don't know. Today, I feel like that's unheard of for like yeah. all these people to post on their well, feed. Well, also, that's like, um, imagine how much money that is oh, exactly. to pay exactly. for bloggers. Like, oh, you know that sure. now for sure. But yeah. So Jeez. I think because of that, they posted it. That's literally why it grew so yeah. quickly. Like That's I remember, a testament to influencer marketing. Literally, <laughs> I think instantly we gained. I gained like five thousand followers on the Bloggers yeah. Brunch account, and then I got like an influx of DMs from like influencers. Like, when's the Wanting next one? I want to be a part of, it. Part of yeah. it. This is incredible. This is the best idea. So then I was like, next one. Oh fuck! Like yeah. I didn't even plan that far ahead. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna do one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then the next month I did another one, mm-hmm. and I think it was um Nicole Isaacs was like my guest. Yeah. Yeah like speaker or whatever. So I did that for about three or four months until my, the, a brand reached out. Um, it was actually Bumble, the app. Okay. And they were like, Hey, like we'll actually like pay you to put on this event and like put our name on it. And I was like, mm-hmm. pay me, like pay me for, for what? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Pay Basically me? you're cur- curating the best events for fun. And now someone acknowledged the fact that those events were like fucking sick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, it was really it was scary in the moment. I was actually mm-hmm. like literally confused. I was like, why do you want to pay me? Like, I yeah, don't yeah. get it. Um, but yeah, you they said obviously, yes. they, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> I said yes, not knowing jack shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> sure, I have no idea what I'm doing, but yes. okay. I was like, I think one thing to note in Alex's whole story is the thing that always has really intrigued me moving forward and like being friends with Alex, seeing it grow is that she never says no. Mm-hmm. Instead she says yes. If a brand wants something and she figures out how to make that yes happen rather than be like, Oh no, we don't offer that service or Oh no, I can't do that. Or like, what do you mean? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm, we can do that. <laughs> Literally <laughs> you it out. story of my life. Yeah. Like I'm never going to miss an opportunity, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'm never going to say no to something that's like incredible just because I don't know how to do it. Yes. Like I'm, like you can learn. Figure I, it I will out. say that's one thing though, too. It's a testament to how confident you are in, in figuring things out. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and the more you do it, like the more you say yes to things you don't know, you learn and you execute properly because that, that just builds your confidence being like, Oh, I can do this again and again and again. It's 100%. all, we're all kind of bullshitting anyways. So exactly. you're just kind of like, all right, well yeah, I'll figure that out. Yeah. Like I a, think that's confidence. Yeah, you know? for sure. And it's like confidence in yourself that you can a figure it out and be like, succeed at anything you put your mind to a good example that I heard is like for example when you're little and like you're learning to walk right yeah you're crawling in in your head when you're little I'm sure you're like bitch I can't fucking do this like I can't walk it's not possible yeah but like you practice and then you do Mm -hmm. it and I just feel like for me that's what I think about every time like something really yeah that's it's like coming up and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. It's like, okay, it's okay. You're fine. Like Mm -hmm. you're going to figure it out baby steps and you're eventually going to get there. It's like, you're okay. That's literally just, it's learning. It's, it's, it's the pretty simple. Learning. Pretty yeah. simple. We make it so complicated. I know. There's so many things we box ourselves in. We're like, well, I do this and I don't do this, or I I do this and I'm not well trained at this, so I can't do it. And exactly. It's like, we're literally on the earth to learn. Mm-hmm. So like, just just fucking. If you really want to do something like what you were doing, mm-hmm. what I like about you is you rolled with the punches and you learned what you had to learn to keep your head above water. Mm-hmm. Honestly, exactly. and you just were like, we're gonna we're gonna take this in stride. Yeah. You know, and that's a really that's an underrated skill yeah. that I feel like everyone should have if you're an entrepreneur. 
But anyways, okay, so you're you're now at your second brunch. Yes, yeah, and then Bumble brunch, happens. Bumble happens. So then, uh, like like you said, I was rolling with the punches. I was like, sure, yeah, we do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so we had that first brunch, and they they paid us and. From there, it literally just kept growing and like more brands started to reach out yeah. and they really started to see the value in influencers and influencer marketing and more so like in events. Mm-hmm. So what kind of started off as like a networking fun little thing that I wanted to do so that I could become a, an influencer grew into this like experiential marketing agency just kind of organically yeah. and I had to just like figure it out along the way. I will say you kind of... You got in at the right time in that sense because I feel like that was like kind of the height of really like influencers coming in, all these really famous influencers getting big. Mm-hmm. It's still a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel like it hits like peaks. So that was like peak Instagram time, right? Absolutely. And you you fell into that and then experiential marketing, which didn't events and stuff had already existed before that, but it became so important to have these very Instagrammable events and stuff. And you kind of naturally just like fell into it and started mm-hmm. doing that and then experiential marketing got huge exactly and all these PR firms are doing this like crazy now yeah it, it's kind of wild how that happened like as my company started to grow so did experiential marketing like yes. you mentioned started to grow yeah. so it kind of aligned and it like was you were on the cusp. And it worked yeah. yeah you were really on the cusp yeah and what I kind of learned along the way is like I genuinely like love planning events um and kind of coming up with like all the fun little activations Mm -hmm. and photo moments for these brands. Like I thrived off of that and it was like a creative outlet for me. Yeah. That's really fun. Um, So for me it was fun. Like, Mm -hmm. although it was so much work, like, and at the time it was just me and my now fiance doing literally everything. Well, it's so much work. You're overwhelmed. Like no one talks about the, um, what I would call, I wouldn't call it emotional labor, but like just the fact that it's on your mind all the time. And that when you do say yes to things that you don't understand the figuring out process Mm -hmm might not look like you building a fucking Instagramable moment, like physically for someone to stand in front of, but you're just sitting there all day, every day with that on your mind being like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? <laughs> yeah. And like, that's something that I think most entrepreneurs have, but in your case, it's so obvious. Cause you're like, yeah, okay. Like we'll do this event. And then like for however long, like three, four weeks, you're like, how do I make this perfect? How do I make this perfect? Like, you're just like nervous about it the whole time, every day of your entire life, like All every second. You're in the mm-hmm. shower, nervous. You're washing your face, nervous. Like, oh my god, showers were like my therapy session. Yeah. I would just cry, like crawl yeah. up in a ball. I'm like, what no, am I can I see doing? my tears in the water. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, and it was also overwhelming because like these big brands are like entrusting you and giving yes. you a huge budget to put on this event for them mm-hmm. to market them. So yes. it's like. That's a lot. You know, no, it's I not know. just like fucking up your own mar- like company. It's like yes. fucking up another company's like whole and they reputation. Trust you. And they trust you. And right? also when someone approaches you, like, you know what you're doing mm-hmm. and you have to be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. I can make that happen for yeah, you. Yeah, You for want a sure. hundred llamas at the event? A hundred percent. I can get that done. I knew a llama guy for sure. <laughs> and you're like, sure. what the fuck? You like go in the car and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. So I want to talk about that because that's one thing that also is a theme in your whole I don't know, last five years. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like I've known you since I moved to LA, which yeah. is about five years ago, a little over five years ago. Um, the idea of faking it till you make it, because when I met Alex, she had gone in for a big collaboration, like kind of not really interview, but just like a meeting to figure out, you know, what you wanted to do. And she was like, Peyton, <laughs> I went to this meeting with like 10 straight 
middle-aged white men <laughs> to talk about influencer marketing. And this was like years ago when you had to explain that to someone, mm-hmm. you know, and you still do to this day, but like most, most companies now have like influencer marketing sections or yeah. whatever. Um, so Alex is like, I, uh, went in there. I have no idea. This is a <laughs> massive company. She's like, no idea how to communicate this to them. They're asking a million questions. She's like, I had to like literally just like fake it. Like I literally was like, yep, I know this. I know that. Like just making it sound great and entering into a situation. And let's just put this into like a visual perspective here. Alex is, what are you like? Five, one, one. five, two. Yeah. Five, one, yeah. She's teeny tiny. Her <laughs> hair's like perfectly done. It's like her makeup's like perfect. And she just like, is this like very put together, like little business woman. And she's like telling these older men how it is but like she doesn't even know how it is she's literally just like let me just do what I think I need to do here she's like it was so intimidating but you told me you were like I decided before I went in there that I wasn't intimidated Mm -hmm. that I knew what the fuck I was talking about even if I didn't Mm because you genuinely did you understood influencer marketing better than probably anyone Mm -hmm. but we no one still really knew what we were doing so you were just confident enough to go in there and you were like, I'm going to fucking fake this mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk to them directly and I'm going to say what I know and I'm going to make them, you know, uh, invest in me. Yeah. And she did it <laughs> and they did. And yeah. you have a long standing partnership with this company. Yeah. And, um, I think it's hilarious to have, first of all, have the visual of you walking in and being like, this <laughs> know, is what's right? going on and teaching <laughs> these people, you know, but also the fact that you'd one didn't back down and two walked in with a level of confidence that you kind of had to like, amp yourself up about and be like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to fucking act like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so it goes. Absolutely. And that goes, I think too unsaid sometimes mm-hmm. because the fake it till you make it thing, I think sometimes could get, get a bad rap because mm-hmm. like the whole, like f- anything fake sounds bad, mm-hmm. but really with anything, with confidence, with your job, you just got to act like who you want to be. And then you are that person. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that you have done that really well. And I think that's one thing that anyone who's starting a business or something can learn. I have to think about this all the time with full disclosure right now, my company, I'm like, okay, how would a fucking CEO act right now? <laughs> exactly. Are you going to lay in bed and be overwhelmed by this? No. Yeah. You're going to wake up, you're going to get up and you're going to be like cutthroat. Like mm-hmm. we're going to figure this out. I'm going to make it happen. And you have to really encompass who you want to be exactly. or what you want your brand to be mm-hmm. to move it in that direction. That's I think like that's actually a great strategy. Really, really important. Yeah. 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 Putting yeah. yourself in your future, like CEO, yes. multi-millionaire yeah, yeah. mindset is what definitely. Is, yeah. What does that person act like? What do they think exactly. like? What do they dress like? Are they laying in bed watching TikToks at 9am yeah. because they don't want to get up? <laughs> no, probably nope. not. Yeah. Maybe on Sunday. That's yeah. their off day, but not, not right now. So I've used that strategy and I think that that's really important to note and you're a true testament to Aww. that because you've You're grown so, so much yeah. based off of like that yeah. experience that you've had. You yeah. know what I mean? That's like my number one advice to anybody wanting to start any type of mm-hmm. company or your own business is like, like for example, the, what you were mentioning when I went into that meeting, like if I think about it, that's the most overwhelming thing I've ever done in my life. Like I'm going into a board meeting with, like you said, like four <laughs> or five, like middle-aged straight white men <laughs> looking to me for like how to market their company. And yeah. I'm like, holy shit like just I out of your element yeah out of my element yeah. so overwhelming but then like you said I told myself I was like you know what like this is an untapped market in general mm-hmm. nobody knows what they're talking about this yeah. is all bullshit you know Absolutely. what I mean and if anyone knows how to do influencer marketing like mm-hmm. it is me you know what I mean like yeah. I am friends with all these influencers like I see what works like I keep like yeah pay attention well to, you're like, also doing something right they've they've recognized you enough yeah to- 
literally call you to bring you in. Yeah. To be like, we want to pay you yeah. <laughs> good money. And these people don't just throw away money. They're exactly. literally like, they want to pay you to do something. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But you have to convince yourself, like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. At that point, it was just like confidence. It was just yeah. like hyping myself Absolutely. up and like re- truly believing in what I was saying and exuding that to them because they can smell fear a mile away. Mm-hmm. So it was all about just me being confident in what I was saying and Absolutely. believing it. And, and that's what it is. And like you said, like faking it till you make it is what you have to do because that's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. Like when I tell you I've had meetings with like huge CEOs of companies, like they're all out here trying to figure it out along the way, just like they're everyone flying else. by the seat of their pants. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I think one thing that will um, separate people like that from people who are just normal people who aren't CEOs of things or whatever, mm-hmm. they're not confident in their ability to figure it out. Mm-hmm. The big, the big time, the big wigs, when things are moving forward as they are in the world, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Things change all the time. No one knows what's going on. That's been my biggest solace in owning a business. And that's mm-hmm. been the biggest thing I've also learned is starting this influencing thing, which a lot of people try to be influencers. It actually is really hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of figuring out. There's no rules, right? So it's like other jobs you go into, you go get your degree, you go work for a little while, mm-hmm. you get a boss tells you that you've been promoted and mm-hmm. you get promoted again and you promoted again. And maybe one day you'll be the boss. Mm-hmm. This is like the fucking wild west. You like what works for one person doesn't work for the other one. Then tomorrow there's a new app mm-hmm. and the next day there's a new fucking yeah. app. There's and no roadmap to becoming no an influencer roadmap. Yeah. And every it's, I think it's joked about sometimes because I think some people do fall into it and they get really lucky mm-hmm. and they get paid a ton of money because they just take advantage of their friends. Like not even in a bad way. They just like have friends who right. are influencers and they have fallout from them and they work from influencers. But some people like me, I have been a grinding tooth and nail to figure out, okay, where is my audience? Mm-hmm. And then once you get an audience, how do I keep them and also gain an audience? Right. And how can I provide them with whatever they need yeah. on Instagram? And then yeah. you're like, Oh fuck, I have to do a blog. Oh fuck. I have to do YouTube. And all of these things take all these little knowing how to edit video or whatever it is. And there's so many moving parts, but we're all moving forward in this way. And no one I've noticed, no one knows what they're fucking doing. No. Starting this company from the outside. I look like I know what I'm doing. No, I have no idea what I'm fucking doing, Yeah, but none of us know. And that's been the greatest lesson to learn in life in general. Mm -hmm. And that can apply to in the future. Yeah. Parenting, marriage, buying a house, all this stuff. You just learn as you go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, knowing that, it made me start so many things uh, r- rather than just kind of like wait until I knew what yeah. was going exactly. on. Which exactly. Which is really important to know. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, like, I'm so happy that we're talking about this and that you have this podcast because mm-hmm. I feel like you touch on this topic a little bit in every episode. Yeah. Like, I think people can take comfort in knowing that everyone is trying to figure it out along the way. Yeah. Because I think when you're younger, especially, like, at least I can talk about myself mm-hmm. in this Uh, situation like when I was younger and I would look at successful you know rich CEOs like I would be like wow like they must be like a whole different person like they're they're like built differently or like they're they're an alien they're superhuman they're They're like not me they're smarter than me they're like better than me they're just everything Mm -hmm. more than me Mm -hmm. and as you get older you realize or at least I realize like no, nope. <laughs> that's not They're just the case. people. <laughs> They're just people like everyone else. But they, the only, the two differences I would say, which we've talked about is one, they have confidence in the ability that they can figure it out. That mm-hmm. to me is huge, huge, right? Like, let's say like I pour a glass of water and I fucked it up and I missed the glass. Yeah, like yeah. most people will be like, well, I can't pour water in a glass. Sorry, yeah. like next, <laughs> yeah, I can't exactly. do it. But the successful people and the people who grind and are, you know, mm-hmm. get to the top, 
try again and try again and try mm-hmm. again until they can actually pour the water into the glass. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. so having that, the ability to just believe in yourself, mm-hmm. I think is huge. And then also fear. So like, I think a lot of people have fear of like either failure because of what other people are going to think. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge. Like think huge. If, if, if you've ever wanted to start something, you guys listening, I'm sure you, someone out there, you've wanted to start something and you haven't yet. And you're too afraid. You're scared, right? Yeah. And then you make up, you make up excuses. Oh, well, I don't have this DSLR camera, so I can't start taking pictures and I can't start yeah. my blog. Oh, I don't have this videos, like mm-hmm. video cinematography app, whatever. I don't so know I, how to use Final Cut. I don't know how to use Premiere yeah. or whatever. Girl, I made my logo yeah. on PixArt. Like, <laughs> yes. so. Get a Canva.com account. Yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, Nike had it right. Just do it. Yeah. To, well, teach yourself. I, that's what I felt about YouTube. I was like, I'm never going to do this. And then I started recording on my phone on YouTube first and taught myself. I, or I edited with iMovie first because mm-hmm. it's free. It's a free app everyone has. <laughs> Got an iMovie and then I graduated Final Cut and you just teach yourself as you go. Like yeah. you just, it's, it's very raw. Mm-hmm. None of this is paved. No one knows what they're doing. And I really appreciate that about it because that doesn't really give anyone an excuse not to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can be anyone as long as you have access to mostly the internet and some kind of computer, yeah. you probably can do whatever it is you want to do in today's yeah. world. <laughs> and I feel like we're living in a time now that is so amazing because mm-hmm. the opportunities are, are out there, you know, yeah. like with social media, with like technology right mm-hmm. now, I feel like anyone around the world could, if they really wanted to start a company or start whatever they wanted to do. Yes. Whereas I feel like those resources weren't readily available. Like mm-hmm. let's say 20 years ago, like yeah. it wasn't as easy as it is today to like start a company. If you yes. want Yes. The thing is you just do have to be the person that gets up out of bed instead of watching TikToks. You do have to be the person For that sure. like today you're like, Hey, I'm going to make my small step into this larger direction. Um, let's say you want to start a company today. I'm going to research what it's like to, file for an LLC. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, or today I'm going to, you know, figure out what other people in the space are doing. Yeah. Just little things along the way yeah. to move yourself forward. And yeah. that's what, if you want to be that person who you own a company or you want to be an influencer, or whoever it is, do something every single day to move you in that direction. Yeah. You know, for me, like, I think it can be overwhelming if you're like, if your goal is like, I want to start a marketing agency. Like yeah. that in itself is so overwhelming. It's like, okay, where do I even start? Yeah. So what I would do is I would like make a list of the things I had to do to, to make my company come to life. So for example, one of them is like, oh, I need to start a website. Yeah. I don't know how to make a website and mm-hmm. I can't afford a, someone to yeah, make yeah. one for me. So you have to now learn. So I'm going on Google. <laughs> yeah. How to make a website. <laughs> that task is going to take a while. Yeah. yeah. And then I found Squarespace and then mm-hmm. from Squarespace, they like teach you how to make it. So I sat there for days yeah. like, teaching Learning. myself how to build a website. I built the website mm-hmm. check next thing off my list. Like yeah. that's, I just feel like how you have to approach it. And I think both of us are also people who have built whatever it is that we do have, um, knowing every part of it, mm-hmm. like not having enough money, like not having the money to hire someone to do Like yeah. I wasn't like, okay, I want a website. Let me hire someone. In the beginning when I started blogging, I had free WordPress. I did some of their themes. Then I bought a new theme for like 30 bucks and like upgraded to the paid WordPress, like mm-hmm. little things like that. I'm yeah. hiring my first website designer in two months to oh redo my, my website, that which is, so is crazy. Exciting. It's fucking expensive. It's so There's expensive. no way I could have done this in the beginning. No, but, but well been, worth it once you have the money. Well worth it. <laughs> like it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to look perfect. I want it to be like I'm someone stepping into like my home when they go onto the oh website, God, you know, that. like yeah. it's going to be completely custom, but I never had the money for that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I haven't had the money for that in the per- first six years that I've done this. this yeah. In the sixth year, I'm finally doing my own. Round of applause. Yeah, right? <laughs> the ground up website. So, you know, you just make it happen if you want to do something. And for you, you've really done that. And I think that that's standard for anyone who's 
done anything somewhat novel or offered anything new mm-hmm. in their own way, no one knows what they're fucking doing yeah. and take major solace in that. And then when you fuck up and you mess up and you, you're taking too long for something or you're, um, procrastinating, mm-hmm. just know that this is the avenue that everyone takes in a similar way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we all do those things and it's okay to mess up. You just got to keep moving forward mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> all the time. And I, remember taking comfort in like looking up to like other female CEOs mm-hmm. and like listening to their stories and how they yes. got started. So like Sarah who like started Spanx with yeah, yeah. literally Spanx, like mm-hmm. her story is incredible. Like yeah, she literally it. had no idea like uh-huh. most people, what the fuck she was doing, <laughs> yes. figured it out along the way mm-hmm. and like created a multi-billion dollar company. Like yes. Spanx is huge. And yeah. so I remember just like knowing that that happens and that that's how people got successful. Mm-hmm. Like was just like, well, when so you comforting. feel that feeling of being confused, you know, you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to really actually understand because when you are so confused, like right now I'm very confused all the time. <laughs> and I like feel like I'm just like breathing heavy all the time. I'm so stressed. And I'm like, I have to remind myself in the morning or at night, whenever I have my time to like be one with myself, I'm like, you are so stressed because you're doing this right. Mm-hmm. Every person ever has ever done anything cool has felt this exact way. Yeah. Lost stressed, confused, overwhelmed, yeah. anxious, like that is normal yeah. to feel that way. Exactly. And I always say like, if you're uncomfortable, like you're doing something right. Like, Which you're is such growing. a cliche, but like you have to really like, once you feel it, you're like, Oh fuck. Cause then it feels wrong. You're like, Oh no one's for sure. This yeah. is not what they're talking yeah. about. Like no one has felt this way. And yeah, then you're yeah. like, wait, holy shit. This I is know. it. This is that feeling, you know? And I, like I read something where it was saying that there's like two types of discomfort in mm-hmm. life. Like, right. Like you're not going to go through like constantly being happy and like, Never. On cloud nine, right? But like, I would never want that. Yeah, life goes in yeah. waves, right? Like you're always gonna have like moments of discomfort, mm-hmm. moments of happiness. But they were saying that there's two types of discomfort. So one where like it's the discomfort that serves you, and like you pushing, you're pushing yeah. yourself, right? Like you're in the gym, like it doesn't feel great, like in the beginning at least to work out, but yeah. like you know that it's like serving you, and like you're getting to a goal. Yes. And then there's the discomfort where you're just like on the couch, you're depressed, you're in your own thoughts and you're kind of mm-hmm. like spinning. You're, you're, you're still uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like serving your life. Absolutely. And so feeling that discomfort and knowing that it's like progressing you into the like next mm-hmm. best version of yourself, I feel like is the best feeling. I think there's that, um, well, I don't know if you are a, f- a fan of Brene Brown, mm-hmm. but I love her. And she always talks about the Roosevelt quote about the man in the arena mm-hmm. because it's like about this man. I think it's talking more about like gladiator. It's like a metaphor. So it's these gladiators, I think in the arena being like the man in the arena is like kicked and bruised and bleeding and just like all the stuff. And there's people on the outside of the arena who can cast stones and be like, he's not doing this right. She's not doing this right, but they're watching. Right. They're not in the arena. And I've noticed lately with the starting of full disclosure with being in a, not a new relationship, but being in the thick of like the beginning of something in that sense, my life changing so much. Mm-hmm. I have not felt as in the arena as I am now. And mm-hmm. it's incredibly uncomfortable, but I remind myself every day, like you jumped in the fucking arena. Mm-hmm. Like things are changing. This is truly living is what you're doing right now. You're not stagnant. Mm-hmm. You're growing. It's so fucking uncomfortable. But when you're in that feeling, like y'all go listen to Brene Brown talk about everything. Cause she's amazing. But she says like, when you're in the arena, that's what life is. Yeah. And whether it's work, whether it's your personal life or, uh, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. your health, when you're in the arena, it is gritty mm-hmm. and like difficult Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and scary. A lot of the times when you're progressing forward to places you've never been, cause mm-hmm. you don't know them. Um, and I think that's really important to note, especially if any, in any arena business mm-hmm. that is, 
a very scary arena to be in because we're all afraid of losing all of our money. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's like a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have always applauded you for that. And you've been in the arena for a while. I feel like that's what I like about LA is I, I meet other people in the arena, right? Yeah. Like we're all in it. That's why we live in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and we're really going we're for it. We're all in it. We're everyone out here is working so hard to mm-hmm. achieve their goals. So that for yeah. me is like also like motivation in and of so itself. So inspiring. I think yeah. LA gets a bad rap sometimes because people like think we're just like the West coast who smokes weed and stuff. And I I'm like know. all my friends who smoke weed, like, it's like they're Adderall. Like I they're know. literally up and at them every single day. Like you couldn't afford to live here if you didn't grind exactly. every day. It's fucking expensive unless you have family or someone else paying for your shit. There is no way you could be here if you no did not way. work your fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday right now. That's I, true. I'm it like, is Saturday. I'm you like guys. two roses <laughs> deep, and I'm like, let's podcast. Like, here's our meeting time, you know. Um, and we're still working tomorrow. I'll work. I just, I, I mean, it's not even a complaint. It's just like you're, you're really doing I it. I really do work every day, but every day. but I choose to because I do love, like I love yeah. my work and I love to be able to progress and, and like continue it to feels grow. feels amazing. Yeah. yeah. And like we're in our business and like in a phase where we're like, um, growing so yeah. like we're scaling and so we're hiring you've like more gotta, people you've got to take advantage of it right now under like, our team yeah time. so I'm like yeah. not only responsible for like our clients but now responsible for like a team of people and like so let's talk about that yeah because we just were talking about this at um we were getting a, a drink real quick before this um I have done so in a small way you guys have a full company so you've hired a couple people yeah my management obviously has been with me for like three years but I feel like though they kind of are hired because they do make a percentage of what I make and I do like give that to them. Um, I've never directly hired someone before. Right. You have people on full-time salary. Like I have an assistant who makes an hourly wage who I tell like, meet me at two today, meet me at 9am today, whatever. Um, but being responsible for someone else means you have to be so much more organized. Mm -hmm. It's very nerve wracking because now you're, you're truly responsible for this person's like life in a way sometimes like their, their way they make money is because you make money. Yeah. So now you gotta really. Yeah, we just hired someone who literally upped and like moved her life. Like she oh, was God. living in Orange County and like yeah. moved to LA. So like when she was like talking about like finding her apartment, I was like, this is literally it's all so because weird. I hired you. Yeah. Like wow, you <laughs> up and changed scary. your whole life. Yes. It's it's the craziest. But thing. it's also, do you remember like when you were getting hired by people or something? Now you see how they were because you thought that they had everything together and they're like, oh, they probably sure. in the background were like, oh fuck, oh fuck, right? <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I don't know. It's a lot, but. I will say like we've invested a lot of money and time in, into finding the right people. And I think mm-hmm. that has been a game changer for our company. Um, and I, this is the first time I feel like we've actually hired people that yeah. like, we love and like know what they're doing yes. and can, like handle it. Cause prior to that, like I would micromanage every single person mm-hmm. and I'm sure that was annoying for them, you yeah, know? Yeah. But it was but like, you were trying to figure out how to work with someone else. Cause that's another thing you have to learn. Mm-hmm. You're a boss. You never thought that you would hire people. So now you now have to learn. Another thing you have to learn is how to, not only hire the right people, but like, how do you lead? How do you manage? Like, and that's new for everyone. Not everyone's going to be perfect at that for the first hire they ever make, you know? Exactly. But I want to go back to, you had that first meeting that told you, or we talked about you walked in, Mm -hmm. you know, in this boardroom and this board meeting. Um, how has it progressed since then? Cause you've, you've, since then you've been doing a lot of events. You keep doing events, moving forward, panels, things like that. Mm -hmm. When do you think you really hit like is there a point you remember where you hit and you were like, Oh, we're making it big now. Or are there a couple points when you were like, wow, we're like really doing this? Yeah. Hmm. I would say when we started signing on more clients on retainers. So like when yeah. they, you know, for a year, like they're paying us like every month for our services. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think also when we got our first Forbes feature, yeah, that for me and for my parents too. Um, cause let me backtrack. I'm Egyptian, so I'm middle yes. Eastern and my parents were like my whole life were like, well, you're either going to be a doctor or a lawyer, like nothing mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So then I came out the woodworks like, hi, I'm starting a marketing agency. They're like, what you're doing? What? what? Yeah. So I feel like they kind of didn't even understand or like believe mm-hmm. what I was doing was legit yeah. until I had that Forbes feature. And then they were like, oh, it's that classic press that parents it's really trust. It's the classic press. It's yeah. like, okay, like you're in They don't get it. I guess you're doing something. Yeah, you know? yeah. They don't get it. Yeah. So I would say that was kind of when I was like, oh, okay, like I'm kind mm-hmm. of, I'm doing something right, you know, to yes. be featured in this. Um, and then I think the next one would be when we did our, I think you came to this, our Coachella, our big Coachella event with Elf. Yes. That was probably the first event we did where it was like a six figure yeah. event where was like huge. it was huge it was during Coachella like mm-hmm. it was a lot and I remember the week leading up to the event I'm not kidding I swear I think I had eight hours of sleep total like oh my god just I think I remember this I talked to you and Adam both and yeah. you both were like zombies yeah you were like, like sorry I'm really trying to be fun right now but. like just literally all night stayed up we had to build out like a gifting suite in one of the mm-hmm. rooms at the hotel like it was it was the most, but like at the end of the day, it's your company. You got to get it done. Like I know, there's I remember no that option specifically. Um, and then now I feel like we've just been doing a lot. We've, we've really grown. I, I would say in this year, I think after the pandemic brands were like, okay, well we're ready for events. So we got like an influx of, of new clients, which yeah. is great. But at the same time it was like overwhelming, but we've been able to figure it out. It's been amazing. We're doing more travel activations, which yes. is like really what I loved doing. Peyton actually just did one with us. Yeah. The Vegas one they did. Um, you have them on retainer too right now. Correct. Mm-hmm. So you're in Vegas, what, twice a month or once yeah, a month? twice a month, every month for Joe and I are coming to Vegas whenever he's done with his, yes, you guys have we to, we have to. Yeah. So Joe and I have not really done that many. We've done trips for baseball and then we've gone to Dallas and we've gone to San Fran where he's from Oakland area, San Fran. Uh, we went on a trip to Mexico together for New Year's, but like we don't do like we went out together for the first time like two weeks ago, really, like to a bar, because we started dating during COVID, mm-hmm. and then he plays baseball, so he's always busy, and yeah. we finally did that. Um, but I was like, you know what? I had another company reach out about doing a hotel in Sedona, and I was like, hold on, wait until October, like mm-hmm. after October happens, because then I can have him come with me and like actually do fun stuff. And I'm like, Joe. We're going to Vegas with Bloggers Who Brunch. Yes, I would love to see Joe on an influencer event. He would be wild. That would be amazing. Yeah, we have to do it. We have to do that. But anyways, they have these really big, cool, like, um, what are they called? Activations, I would say. Yeah, like travel activations, yeah. Um, Which are really fun. I did the Vegas thing, and they're all really thought out. You all have done it really well. But to see it from us meeting and having coffee and you being like, yeah, watching this board meeting, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, to like these massive companies paying you good amount of money because you're good at what you do yeah. um has been crazy to watch you are also very good at networking i will say my roommate tk is also really good at it where it doesn't feel like when i'm talking to you mm-hmm. let's say we come here we, we we're talking on the podcast right now i am doing this for my work right now and technically i'm like asking something of you right but it doesn't feel like that because it's so natural and i feel like some people are really not great at like at the give and take that like working with people Mm -hmm. and like being friends with people 
uh, really entails. Right. Um, and so it makes networking kind of slimy. Totally. You know? I totally know what you mean. Whereas yeah. like with Walgreens Who Brunch, you could be like, Peyton, I need someone to try this mascara and put on their story. And I'm like, done. Dude. I know. I will say <laughs> yeah, like, whatever you want. <laughs> you're so amazing about that. Like there have been so many times where I'm like, hey, can you do me a solid and yeah, like, help me out with help. this? Like this. And you're just always so willing to, yeah. to help and be a part of it, which I'm so appreciative of. For y'all, all of your contacts, everything that you have based like, even from the beginning, even cold emailing people, yeah. there's something about you're just really good at like not sending those cold emails. That's like, Hey babe, yeah. let's do this. <laughs> you really do take the time to connect with people, yeah. which I think is another really important thing that you've done incredibly well oh, when it comes you. to this whole industry. Yeah. I've done it in a small way. Like I'll make my best friends in the industry and I'll be like best friends with that person. But I feel like you have so many actually good friends in the industry because you actually give a shit about like yeah. what these people are doing and saying yeah. and like involving their stories and connecting them with your brand. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, I mean, if you go back to why I started bloggers, your brunch to begin with, it was to network with people. Like yes. I, I genuinely love to be connected to people mm-hmm. and like get to know them from like a genuine place. Right. Yeah, like yeah. I, I go into things just in life, like expecting nothing in return. Like yes. I am your friend and I will do this favor to, for you for, mm-hmm. for nothing. Like I expect literally zero from you. Yeah. And I feel like that, is rare to find especially here in LA yeah so I think a big portion of the success of my company is my relationships Mm -hmm. but those relationships are genuine and I like cultivated them and I keep them up and you know I check in on people like I'm not I don't just reach out to you if I need something Mm -hmm. like if you need something girl I'm there for you you know what I mean so like it comes from a genuine place and I love everyone so much Mm -hmm. in our network so it, it is a lot of work but like it's I love doing it. Like that's why I started the company. It's also the best vibe. Like every event y'all do when we went to Vegas, like you would imagine like these are some huge influencers, right? Some of these like OG classic influencers in Vegas who are there just being like, yeah, Alex wanted us to go to Vegas. She just said we should go to Vegas. So they they get on a plane to come to Vegas because Alex is there by the way. Um, and Adam obviously too, everyone loves Adam. And, um, it was just the best vibe, not catty, not weird. Like I understand, like, honestly, I think people over, overestimate how like catty and weird influencer space is. Cause mm-hmm. I really don't think it is that way. It's I not think that not crazy. really horrible no. at all. I mean, it's just normal standard stuff. If anything, people are normally nicer in general, mm-hmm. you know, um, on these big trips, especially when you're in a, with a brand or yeah. like something like that. But it just always has been even beyond like the best vibe. Everyone's so nice. Like the way that bloggers who brunch sets a tone when it comes to doing these trips or doing these events is really unique oh, that means a space. lot yeah, yeah because we actually put a lot of time yeah. and thought into these travel activations like we'll literally go through the list and be like okay well does this person will this person get along with this person are they yeah, friends yeah. Are, do they have a beef going on because if they do then they're not rooming together and you like, have to know everything like yeah like but yeah. i feel like that us putting that much thought into mm-hmm. to that aspect of it makes for a really good vibe it absolutely on the, does on the trip. And for me, that lends to like a better trip in general for the brand, because yes. if you guys are having fun, then you're posting, like it just yes. all kind of comes together, exactly. but it's, it's more so even just for you guys. Like I always want it to be a good vibe. And I feel like me being an influencer as well mm-hmm. helps me so much in that sense, because I'll go on other influencer trips where it has nothing to do with my company yeah, yeah. and I'll see how it's executed and I'll see the weird vibes and I'll mm-hmm. see like how it's kind of the people meshing part mm-hmm. is something that a lot of people don't do very well. Oh, yeah. People don't even consider it a whole vibe about it mm-hmm. that sometimes just goes completely off and everyone can feel it. It's really strange. So y'all, yeah, y'all do a really good job with we that. We do that. And then we also try to make it where like the energy is the same for everyone. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. we're not going to fly out three girls 
first class business and the rest of y'all coach. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that in itself. That's kind of like, standard influencer marketing it stuff is, though. And like I a lot of people do that. Yeah. And so for how us, many times like, have you been to a showroom and you're like, you you go in, there's all these racks of all these clothes. This has happened to me so much, specifically pre pandemic when I had under a hundred K because I feel like that's a marker point oh, for huge. some people. Yeah. And uh I'm, you're the person I talk to all the time. you you'd be like, Peyton, just get over a hundred K and I can get you I know, some good I just, deals. Well, I'm wait, like, I was I'm the trying. first one to tell you that. Yeah. I think I'm like, there's like thresholds for yes, brands. Yeah. A like hundred's a big one. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I hit that in quarantine, so I haven't really been out in the world since that. Um but I remember obviously just going to showrooms for the past four years before that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you go in guys, this is how this goes normally in influence events. You go in, there's a bunch of racks around. There's like the, you know, smaller brands towards the front, towards the back. You've got like the big, like IMG, like Mm -hmm. those kind of huge brands. And you're walking, walking around, like they're being (laughs) so nice to you. And then you hit a certain point and someone's like, um, actually, um, There's an invisible tape here and you can't go past these racks and it's just so uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like so awkward or they'll be like, they'll literally walk in front of you and steer you away from the rack. And you're like, why am I not allowed to walk even (laughs) back here? Like, it's just so awkward. Like you kind of wish it would be more transparent. Like what's happening? They're over there. Like what's the difference? I don't know. See, But y'all don't have that vibe. It's, I understand it because it's business, but honestly, I almost wish that these PR girls would have walked up to me and like, Hey, you have X amount of followers. Uh, this is the racks you're supposed to choose totally. from because these brands gift from this amount of following. Yeah. Like I totally understand that it's a business. Right. I'm not offended. Yeah. Like I just don't have what it takes to be yeah. wearing these clothes. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Don't be fucking weird about exactly. it and like be like blocking your body to yeah. the rack like yeah. as if it's not there. Yeah. Just be like, hey, like don't be shady. 200 K plus. Yeah. yeah exactly. You can't go over here and I'd be like totally fine. <laughs> but that's like the general vibe sometimes because I think PR girls don't want to be assertive like that. Mm. But I mean there's just a weird vibe about stuff and y'all never make it feel like that. Yeah. And it could be, you know, me with 120 K or freaking Helen Owen with however many followers she yeah, has at this point. Yeah. yeah. And like everyone's treated the same and all the vibe is the same. We all treat each other the same. Totally. And I think that's very much y'all's doing. Yeah. Which Thank obviously you. now I, I know it, it is. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. We put a lot of thought into it. I never want there to be like a weird energy imbalance. Like yeah. I literally like if, any one person feels left out awkward. Like I feel that in my soul and I'm yes. like, this is not fucking okay. Yeah, like, yeah, I got we're you. fixing this mm-hmm. right now. So I always want you guys to have like a good yeah. time too, along with the brands, like being happy with everything that's like, yeah, you're really good together. Um, but yeah, another thing I'm going to talk to you about is TikTok. Okay. Because you talk have become quite the TikTok creator. When did you start really focusing on TikTok? Cause y'all should go check out Alex's TikTok. Is it, is it Alex Georgie? <laughs> it's just Alex Georgie. Yeah. Okay. It's my name. Um, I think I started like literally two months before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that helped a lot. So when the pandemic happened, I just obviously had so much time to focus and put my energy into it. And at the time the algorithm was still very new. So Mm -hmm. like I would show up on everyone's for you page constantly. You you are mine for sure. Really? She's like someone, she would be like doing the five things from Trader Joe's that you need, five things from Target, whatever. It was super like um, natural and genuine though. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't manufactured. Like you were being for real. It was, yeah. it was actually really nice. I mean, when I would post it, it was just like genuinely things that like I enjoyed yeah, and like you what liked. I was like liking and sharing. And then it would get like, I'd wake up literally the next morning and it would get like 5 million views. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Casual. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And There's then, no better feeling than when a TikTok blows up like yeah, that. That's I don't know crazy. if it still happens as as much quickly but like mm-hmm. I remember in the beginning it overnight a yeah. video would get 5 million views like I'd post at That's 9 p.m wild and then in the morning it was like 5.1 million views yeah yeah like, what like, it was wild <laughs> 
And then I did one where I um, went to the Gucci restaurant here on I Rodeo. remember that one, yeah. That went super viral. Yeah. And then I had all these outlets write stories about it. Like, oh, I was on, really? like, Yahoo, and then I was on, like, Daily Mail. And, so you're like, like now I'm um, verified. Thanks. I know, right? <laughs> like, and it was just, like, all of these articles basically shitting on my video though oh, which was God. Okay. so funny well no press is bad for so us. <laughs> exactly for me like a lot of my tiktoks like the energy on tiktok's interesting it's like very it could be toxic you yeah. know like the the comments can be pretty harsh well i feel like the, it either goes one way or the other depending on what sort of tiktok it finds exactly yeah yeah but on a lot of a lot of my videos it was like oh i'm on like the rich rich type of tiktok oh you spent $50 on pasta and like, you're like, you know, I'm at, making... first of all, I'm at Trader Joe's. So actually though. <laughs> not even at Whole Foods, <laughs> I'm not at Erewhon. Like what the fuck? I know. Rich, rich. Okay. I know. <laughs> but I just kind of took it with a grain of salt. I never yeah. take, I literally don't take anything personally ever, which I, I feel, feel like that. is the only way to go through life. It really frustrates people though. We were just talking about this. Like, I know. I'm so nonchalant and not bothered. Mm-hmm. And Which even, I honestly love that about you because yeah. that's how I am. Yes. And me and Payne can go months without talking mm-hmm. to each other. And then I'll text her and be like, hey, want to go hang out? Like, want to get a coffee? Yeah. No one's offended. This? No one's offended. You know Nobody's- what? I, that's what I like about my friends now that I have. All my friends from home it's are adult doing friends, stuff. Mature friends. Yes. <laughs> they're doing stuff. They don't need the daily. They're not puppies. They're not children. You know what I mean? Like, if I have a child, I expect that from them. Mm-hmm. And friendships do take a certain amount of, like, maintenance. But, like... What I've noticed lately is that all my really good friends in life that I've had since college, I could, or my middle school, like I have two friends who I've been friends with since middle school. I could text them tomorrow. We're on the exact same page. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that about people. Um, and I've, that's the friendships I've really stuck with and really just been like, especially recently, like thankful for mm-hmm. because that doesn't happen all the time yeah. for people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're like, Oh, what does she want now? Like, yeah. Oh, you're checking in now. It's been two months. And like, yeah. I could not be less bothered by that I'm like oh happy like yeah. Alex texted me cool yeah. like what are we gonna talk about I you know? love that about you like yeah. all like you said all of my friends that's that's how our relationship mm-hmm. is I just feel like as you get older you have you have a life right yes. you're, you're busy with your job with your family you're you're building something for mm-hmm. yourself so it's difficult to expect someone to text you every day yes like I just when I, we're adult people I can't do that for my mental health yeah. I cannot do that <laughs> I can't talk to one more person some days yeah so yeah I really appreciate that yeah. appreciate that about you but TikTok. Yes, TikTok. She grew really fast. You'll have to go watch her TikToks. I love your TikToks are so you too. So like they literally are the TikTok version of what I would imagine your Instagram stories yes. are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're very well branded across. You should also go watch Alex's stories. I'll have you pimp out all your like handles in a second. <laughs> but um, they're really great, really well thought out and like very curated and I feel like that kind of now gets a bad rap like being curated but yours are curated in a a, such a genuine authentic way to how you communicate to other people Mm -hmm. very aesthetic just like it all goes really well together. Oh, the whole so much Alex Georgie brand goes well. Because I feel the same way about your stories. <laughs> I'm like, your stories are just like on point all the time. Well, thank you so much. I always much. get so excited. I'm like, oh, pain this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm working on them now, but I really appreciate that as well. Um, what else? I had one more thing I wanted to ask you. I'm forgetting it now. No, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it. Oh, no, I was going to ask you this. Okay. Um, I am trying to remember this because I keep forgetting to ask or to ask guests this question. Um, the podcast is called note to self. Okay. So I want you to think of a note to self you would give yourself okay. when you started all of this, when you started kind of creating bloggers who brunch and you started creating like this life for yourself that you have now. Yeah. What's something that you would tell yourself, you know, five years ago 
That's such a good question. You can take I a really moment. You can yeah. take a moment because I'll, I'll edit out any silence that we have. So um, just think for yourself. Ugh, I have I have like a couple. Like I have like yeah, so tell us two a or three, but like one of them is so cheesy. Like I almost hate saying it, but it's Please like say it. so true. It's just mm-hmm. like everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. which is literally the story of my life because I feel like when you have a goal to achieve something, right? And it doesn't happen it feels like the end of the world, right? Or you feel like such a failure. Mm -hmm. But nine times out of 10, there's something even better Better. around the corner that works out so much better for your life. Mm -hmm. You should just trust. Exactly. Like just trust in the process and it's Mm -hmm. all going to work out because genuinely that is how my life has kind of panned out. Where like, I'll have like a goal. It doesn't happen. I feel like it's my my life is over. Mm -hmm. And then something 20 times better happens. happens. Yeah. Like quick, like a month later. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like, you're going to be okay. You're going to figure it out. Okay. And then also just fucking do it. Like, yeah. it's again, so cheesy because Nike, but yeah, they really knew what they were doing. They really did. But like, honestly, just, I would just jump in, like jump yeah. in and do it. Like there's never going to be a moment in your life where you feel ready. Mm-hmm. Like you're never going to feel exactly. ready for something. Yeah. You just have so to try. So I feel like you just have to try and like this entire episode has been about figure it out along the way mm-hmm. and you'll get, get in there. the arena and you might get hit a couple times oh yeah you'll get hit <laughs> bloody and bruised or whatever 20, you'll have to go 30 times. look up that quote it's a Theodore Roosevelt quote and Brene Brown talks about all the times so look her up too but look up the Theodore Roosevelt quote about the man in the arena and it is again kind of cheesy these like I love these inspirational quotes you know it's not, I'm not like Me a too. live laugh love girl but I'm more of like a Roosevelt and like Bukowski kind Same. of person yeah. um go look like look up the words of people who have done really amazing things and they'll t- essentially it's the same thing. And I've read those kind of quotes since I started everything since I was in you know high school, looking yeah. at Pinterest, reading these quotes. And the only thing I've learned in the last 10 years, since I was on Pinterest, looking at these quotes is like every day I learn how more, tr- how true they are. Mm-hmm. I just get context added. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's what they meant by the yeah. man in the arena. Oh, that's what they meant. So go look at that quote. It's really important. I think that's a really important thing to note and a good note to end on for sure. Your notes are great. That's exactly what I would tell myself as well in yeah. terms of work and love and life and everything. Just you know? like life in general. I yeah. Feel like. yeah. We're all just trying our best. We really are. No we're one all, we're all figuring we're it out along the way. <laughs> yeah. There's no roadmap to yes. life, you know? That's how I feel whenever girls DM me because a lot of people will DM me asking questions about things that I do not have the answer to. They're like, well, how'd you do this? And I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> I have no idea. I figured it out. I, I wish know, I could tell yeah. you. I wish I could tell you how I found this or did this. Or someone asked me the other day about camera settings. What are my camera settings? I'm like, I turned the camera on from the box. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are settings? <laughs> I have no idea what you're fucking saying. Oh um, so no one knows what they're doing. I think that's a great note to end yeah. on. You can do whatever you want because none of us know what's going on. Yeah. Um, now I want you to pimp yourself out. Tell us where we can find you on the internet. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, um, please do. My Instagram is at Alex underscore Georgie. Mm-hmm. And then my TikTok is just Alex Georgie. Um, my business is at Bloggers Who Brunch across everything. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. I that's think. it. Yeah. I'll put her, all of her stuff in the show notes as well. Um, and then make sure you guys rate and review the podcast. I love when y'all do that. Sometimes I forget that they can like review Yeah. and I go on there and I like look at them and I'm like crying. My Aww. cold dead heart is like, there's one tear coming yeah. out. Please, please leave a review. Peyton leave a review. is honestly <laughs> so amazing. You guys like I'm honored that she asked me to Thank be on the podcast. So She's like one of the hardest working people I've, ever met like truly That's a lot coming from you dude truly such a hard worker and so humble and beautiful doing it along the way well thank you so I just much love you and thank you for having me of course thanks for coming <laughs>